The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by Shroff Landscaping. Shroff Landscaping has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, fall cleanup, and they are licensed lawn applicators. Contact Mitch Melton today for all of your landscaping needs at 317-694-9763. Shroff Landscaping, design with you in mind. This is Carson Edwards from the Boston Celtics, and you're listening to the Boiler Breakdown Podcast, hosted by Tanner Lee, Evan Webb, and Andrew Eiler. They have to win there. Tanner understands. Oh, anybody? John Hawkins baptizing the masses. Trying to save it. Jump ball here. And kept in play by Edwards. What a great numbers. They got numbers. Edwards steps it in. What is going on, Boilermaker? Boilermaker Nation. <laughs> hot start off the hot, hot start. start. There we go. What's up, Boiler Nation? How about that? What's up, Boiler what? Nation? It's Thursday, February 6th, 2020, and you're listening to yet another edition of the Boiler Breakdown Podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Lee at Tanner Lee92 on Twitter. And along with me, my co-host, like he is every week, Evan Webb at ET underscore web on Twitter. We are missing Andrew Eiler. He's busy with real life work. Tonight. So busy time for a CPA. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little I bit. Mean, you know, eh, is what it is. Mm-hmm. But um, thank you for to everybody who's tuning in so far and uh, listening to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever you want to call it, I've heard it called both names. Please give us a rating and review. That really helps us out, and we appreciate it. And the boiler breakdown is brought to you by. Shroff Landscaping Nurseries, like it is every week. Contact them at 574-223-2769 for all of your landscaping needs. It might be a little chilly, a little cold, a little too <laughs> snowy, to, especially as of yesterday yeah. and today, to do landscaping. But you can think ahead for the spring coming up. And according to um, the um, groundhog, didn't see a shadow. Or did, did, no, didn't see a shadow, right? I can't Which one well, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I shouldn't even brought one. that up. Anyway, yeah. spring's coming early, so you can start planning ahead for all of your landscaping needs. Give them a call today. They can take care of whatever you need. Well, Webby, I'm feeling a lot better than I was a week ago when we recorded. No kidding. It's crazy. I mean, we, we, we talked about it. Uh, we said it before. It's crazy what a game or two games can do, just like for your mentality going from one game to the next. I feel like with one bad game, it can change your whole perception. Then all of a sudden, you have a really good game, like we had last night in the you know a, a game we should have lost on Saturday, but we pulled victory from the jaws of defeat. Um, and yeah, it's like man, feeling pretty good right now. Yeah, you know, last week we were talking can Purdue just win a road game, right? And I'll be honest, I gave up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was watching the game at my parents' house, and when we were down uh, 58 to 50, mm-hmm. I decided I was just going to drive home. Didn't even put the game on the radio. Mm-hmm. So I was figuring the game was still going on when I got home, but I got home, got in the door, 
uh, flipped it on. I'm like, hmm, wonder what scores are going to be. Right as I flip it on, we have the ball down three. Proctor hits the three to tie the game. I'm like, <laughs> holy crap, what did I miss? Yeah. And then the other sequence of Northwestern coming down, losing the ball, which was mm-hmm. a heads-up play by Aaron Wheeler to ask yeah. for the review. Um, finally won a monitor review. Like my painter said, seems like we never win those. Mm-hmm. Probably won that. And then uh, I was like, all right, we're going to get a legit last-second shot, and if we miss, it's going to go into overtime. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Drew up a beautiful play. Hunter drove a little bit and drew the double team, kicked to Sasha. Talk about a guy who needed a confident booster no on the road. Nails the winning three. Um, I guess it wasn't a true buzzer beater. Still three seconds left. Then yeah. Purdue opted not to foul. Northwestern got a really good look for three. Yeah, uh, I, I like that play call, Drew. They, uh, that was a good play call. A good play call. It, it definitely, they confused Purdue a little bit, and yeah, they got a – Heads up play by Proctor to kind of step up and realize the breakdown that happened. But <clears throat> I think I was reading that Painter was not going to foul in that situation just because they had to go the full length. But if, if they had been on our side of the of the floor, he would have fouled up three, which is probably the smart decision. Um, but uh, I think part of the reason he didn't want to foul is because Northwestern really doesn't have the personnel to really drive the full length of the floor and hit a pull-up jumper from – you know, 35, 40 feet. So take our mm-hmm. chances. Yeah. He uh, usually opts not to foul in those situations. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one I can really remember is the lead eight. And yep. look what happened yep. there. Yeah. Even though it's just now, nope, 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 not talking about it, not doing it. So, uh, but yeah, I thought, you know, it was one of those games where Purdue probably had no business winning. It was yeah. a very ugly win, but mm-hmm. an ugly win beats a pretty loss. Any day, especially when mm-hmm. you're looking for your first Big Ten road win of the year and only second overall road win road mm-hmm. win of, uh, of the year. Uh, Purdue shot 42% from the field, 22 for 52. Northwestern also shot 42% from the field, 20 for 48. Purdue was 38% from behind three-point range, uh, 9 for 24. Northwestern was 36% at 9 for 25. So pretty even stats right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Purdue was led in scoring by Trayvon Williams with 13 points, also added seven boards. Eric Hunter Jr. also had 13 points, and the freshman Isaiah Thompson added 11. Um, yeah, not. I, I don't really have anything else to add on that game. Do you have any it other really, thoughts? I know Brian Newbert from Golden Black kind of covered it. The final three minutes were great mm-hmm. by Purdue, but really the first 37 were pretty typical. Road Purdue didn't get off to the best starts. I mean, we had a lead there for, for a little bit, but just – didn't really again I mean, a team like Northwestern, which we know we would probably beat by fifty. Or I mean, I guess we, I guess we already played them in Mackey, but I don't know what the score of that game was. <clears throat> I will look it up real quick. Yeah, but one of those things where I mean, we know we're the better team, but just our road woes continued. And but thankfully, you know, the final three minutes was kind of a gut check performance, and hopefully, I think definitely gave this team some confidence. I mean, we saw the team was looking pretty confident last night against Iowa, so hopefully that you know as Proctor's kind of emerged again, uh, Sasha hitting that big shot. Hopefully he, I mean, he's one of those key guys that he just disappears on the road and hopefully hitting a shot like that can, you know, boost his confidence again. Uh, beat them 58 to 44. Okay. Back on uh, December 8th. And I believe besides the loss at home to Texas and Minnesota, to Texas and uh, Illinois. And besides the win, Against Minnesota, that's our closest deficit at home <laughs> yeah. this year. Yep. Wow. 
So, uh, which we'll talk about that in a little bit here. Um, or I guess we can talk about it right now. Yeah, uh, lose right into it. Yeah, we had uh, a little more Mackie magic last night as the Boilers beat the number 17th ranked Iowa Hawkeyes by a score of 104 to 68. I don't know about you, Evan, but I was not feeling good about this game heading into no. this game. I'd seen Iowa play a lot lately on TV. Thought they, I still think they're the real deal. I still mm-hmm. think they're a good team. But they do struggle at times on the road. Um, Purdue was four to four and a half point favorites, depending on what site you were looking at. Mm-hmm. I thought that was crazy before the <laughs> game, but I still decided not to not to touch it. Um, <laughs> I, I never in a million years saw last night's performance coming. No, I was really worried about Garza. I mean, he's you know, a talk, stud. Talk about a player, you know, going from one year to the next. I mean, last year, I don't think he played against us, and it was kind of talked about how it wasn't really that big of a loss for them for him not to play and all of a sudden now he's he's to me he's getting talks for national player of the year mm-hmm. he's averaging he's averaging really really so. yeah. yep he's a really good player uh he's averaging just over 26 a game in league play he's basically putting up biggie numbers that mm-hmm. he did a couple of years ago uh which is insane um it kind of reminds me a little bit not i think we're definitely more talented but kind of i think we've talked about it too is kind of reminds us of uh our team from two years ago when we had you know, the four seniors because we had a, you know, a dominant big man and just surrounded them with shooters. So it was kind of a pick your poison type of uh, game for the defense. And uh, I mean, because the defense, no gel shut, we camped down. I don't, I don't remember. I think yeah, he had a couple free throws, but I really don't remember him scoring all that much. Um, Luca got his, he had 26, but um, he's got to get his. It yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, we threw double teams at him. We threw runs at him. It, it didn't he matter. It's hard. Yeah, he that, does. Dude, that dude plays really hard. There's a couple of times he actually he beat everybody down the floor um, for a nice kind of easy layup. I think one of them had eight games. points, three of eight shooting. Okay. And then yeah, they had uh, Garza with 26, and then uh, um, Ryan Creener had nine. McCaffrey, we held him scoreless. Um, yeah, he was 0 for 5 shooting. He felt yeah. like he was 0 for 100. Yeah. But yeah, that was. I mean, I, obviously, we know we can. Our offense is, a, you know, a different animal at home. But my goodness, yesterday was just a, a clinic. Yeah, it, you know, I was telling people at work today. I've been fortunate to go to a lot of Purdue games, mm-hmm. Mac Arena. That was the best offensive performance I've ever I've ever seen live out of a Purdue team. Yeah, I mean, it, I think uh, I think back to the Michigan game a couple of years ago when it was just back and forth. But I don't remember. All I remember more of that game was just was the fact that it was back and forth, and you know, it was just knockout punch after knockout punch. But yeah, this was like legit. Every time someone shot the ball, I felt like it was going in. Whether it was a turnaround or a, a floater or a three pointer, it was it was something. Yeah, it was it, it was incredible. I mean, um, as you know, uh, we were both a little late getting into the arena. Mm-hmm. And it walked in, it was already 10 to 2. I'm like, oh, that's a nice surprise. Cause you yeah. could hear the crowd roaring, but I didn't. I didn't right. Know. Yeah. And then my phone was a little behind. Um, so I walk in, and, and then then all of a sudden, Purdue gets way up. Uh, I don't even remember what they got off to, what run, but uh, just jumped on them from the start and just didn't let them breathe. It was, it was yeah. great. Um, it was actually it was funny when the second half started. Iowa kind of made, made a little bit of a run there. We had, we had some bad passes that they had kind of picked up. Um, I think they got it. Oh, I was like, crap, they got the same within 10 already. I was like, wait a minute. No, that's 20. Never mind. I can't count. I was like, never mind. We're good. I was like, man, we're going to let you see. Yeah. I had, I had a, even though I didn't, I didn't see the game, but I was having uh, flashbacks to the Rick Mount game a couple yeah. years ago. Oh, yeah. We had a huge lead and they came back and stole it from us. Yep. Yep. And, but, and I think most of the crowd remembered that and mm-hmm. had that uneasy feeling mm-hmm. because, I mean, it's, 
it was Iowa who did it, and I believe Purdue. I, I think we wore the same throwbacks that game. Yep. Yeah, because that was that was like when we debuted them. I think was for that. I love uh, those things. Oh yeah, they're awesome jerseys. <laughs> they're so cool looking. Um, yeah, I mean, it was especially for a game where Travion, you know, got in foul trouble kind of early, so he wasn't really a factor. Yeah, yeah, wasn't really a factor for most of the first half. Um, but I mean, Sasha was hitting Boudreaux. I mean, the fact that he's, you know, that he's doing what he's doing is just kind of found money. I feel like right now. I mean, oh, I mean, yeah, maybe yeah. not found money because he's you know contributing and we're winning games now. It'd be it's one thing if we were winning regardless, but the fact that you know we're winning big or you know getting he's getting some you know really good minutes and he's stepping up, which is it's just really cool to see. I mean, kind of it kind of proved to me that, you know, he belonged at this level more so than it was, you know, all of last year, which he was hurt part yeah. of last year, but you know, it was the reason he was getting offers from other power five schools. <clears throat> yeah. He and Proctor lately have been godsends. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought Boudreaux was awesome last night. He got a little bit of foul trouble too, but mm-hmm. when he needed to, they put him in over harms or Williams. They all three mm-hmm. had two fouls because they knew he's probably the smartest one out yeah. there. And he held his own against Garza. Yeah, five. There's I mean, one time he got worked. I was like, oh god, here we go. Like he's just gonna. I thought he was gonna. I thought he was gonna get his butt kicked out there. But then he, you know, next he got. I think he got worked by Garza. But the next possession, he came down. He just drove right past him for a layup, and I was like, holy crap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. Uh, I'm starting to trust him with the basketball. I used mm-hmm. to not really trust him, yeah. um, or trust him that much. But yeah, and one thing I don't think we mentioned, it, uh, or at least I don't think he mentioned about Garza earlier. He got his 26 points, but he only had one rebound. Did he really? One rebound. We didn't miss a lot of shots. So that's what I was talking to uh, Andrew and I went to the game or rode together to the game yesterday. And that's what I was. Uh, I was, I think their leading rebounder had four. And Andrew's like, well, it's because we didn't miss shots. I was like, yeah, that's a good point. And they didn't oh, really have just attack the glass. I'm yeah. Like, um, they, they didn't really have any offensive rebounds either for the most part. So it was, I mean, all around just a great performance. It's one thing ever since the Illinois game, Purdue's been rebounding the ball so much better. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin, they rebound well. Even Rutgers, they out-rebounded Rutgers by 10. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the rebounding stats off the top of my head against Northwestern, mm-hmm. but um, got the win there anyways. But uh, yeah, Boudreaux 15 point or 18 points, Sasha 15, Proctor 15, Harms 15. I, even, you know, uh, Williams at nine. I think Wheeler ended up with nine. Um, I thought he played yeah. better. Um, he had a, he came in the game, had two great assists right off the bat. And then he had a three mm-hmm. and then he had uh, two dunks, which was, it was nice to see him really. really the which only I, player I thought that struggled last night was Isaiah Thompson, mm-hmm. but I agree. Freshman. You know, so. He's just got to get a little stronger. He struggles yeah. with pressure and traps at times, but mm-hmm. his brother did too, when he was that age. So mm-hmm. um, it's a, it's a tough thing to learn, but yeah, just, Tremendous game by Purdue last night. Um, shot 63% from the field, 41 for 65. I mean, Iowa shot 43%. It's not like right, yeah. awful. It's 23 for uh, 54. And actually, they scored 36, I believe, first half points, which mm-hmm. is higher than Purdue usually gives up for first half mm-hmm. average. But Purdue scored 61 points, which was the uh, second total. most first half points in the half painter era. It was a total from the game before. Yeah, which is, I mean, I think this team scored what thirty-seven at Illinois last month. Yep. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, this was the sixth largest Big Ten margin in Mackey Arena history. Um, last time there was one this high was a seventy-nine forty-three win over Michigan back on February thirteenth, two thousand and two. So <laughs> in a little while, nineteen three-pointers hit last night were the second most in school history. The most was 
also against Iowa two years ago when Purdue on the road, 20. though. Yeah, on the road. These 19 threes, though, last night were the most ever in Macarena history. Really? Yes. Hmm. Yep. And uh, this was one of only 1,400 point performances against a Big Ten team in Macarena history. Wow. Yep. And I think it's the first one since Glenn Robinson. Okay. One of his teams. So it doesn't happen too often. No, it does not. But. uh, Kudos to the crowd. The crowd was great last night. Another mm-hmm. sellout crowd. They, most of them stayed for a complete game and saw the mm-hmm. Keenan Mackey, Tommy <laughs> Luce, come in and hit the three to get 101 points and then hit the next one to get 104. Yeah. And Man, that roof blew off that place. Yeah. That was, he, that was really cool to see. Is, is he the biggest fan favorite you've ever seen at Purdue? I know oh, it's man. hard to categorize that because you have star players. Yeah. And then the walk-ons always get special treatment. But, like, Bobby Buckets, Bobby Riddell is one of the more popular players I could remember. And yeah, I think Luce skyrockets past skyrockets past him for popularity. I mean, that place goes nuts when he yeah. comes. Yeah, I was trying to. Uh, my my first thought was Bobby Buckets, just because I remember you know the Bobby Buckets chant when, and that was kind of really the first time I feel like, at least in my in our lifetime, I remember you know walk on really getting the love that they did. Probably just maybe because some of the other years we just weren't very good. And well, he contributed a little bit, Bobby, yeah. did his senior year when they mm-hmm. needed him. I remember he had like 15 against Penn State. So that kind of took, I think, a little of the walk-on nostalgia away yeah. a little bit. But, Not man, yep. Tommy, wow. Yeah. I mean, you got Scott Van Pelt giving him props on SportsCenter, which is really cool. But Sure. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely – if he's not one, he's definitely, you know, 1A, 1B sort of thing. So, I mean – you can make a case for Robbie Hummel. Um, oh yeah, probably even Chris Kramer, Carson Edwards, mm-hmm. but hey. um, I don't. I mean, the crowd never do, did that for no. those guys like they do Tommy. And and, no. and what I love about watching Tommy when he comes in, he's firing. He's mm-hmm. letting the rock go. And sometimes the other walk-ons, it looks like they're scared to death when they catch the ball. They want to get no, it out of their hands yeah. as possible. I'm thinking, man, if I was a walk-on, I'd have the mentality. I'm going up. I'm I'm, I'm jacking three. Bombing away. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Because the game's decided one way or the other yeah. if you're playing. So I wonder if uh, Painter's the type of coach who's still going to, you know, if they do something. Oh, oh you're no. probably right. <laughs> yeah. You're probably right. You, just, you might get the consequences. A couple of stair runs to the roof of Mackey and back down. Sounds no, terrible. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just overall, great game last night. Uh, mm-hmm. Fun environment. One, one Purdue really needed. I thought yeah. they needed to split at. You know the word. I, I didn't think they could afford losing both games this week. And no, and it was, it was get a split. scary two games. That's for sure. sure. Um, definitely felt more confident in this one than the one on Saturday. But I thought it was going to be, you know, an absolute dogfight. I was a little. I mean, I'm, yeah, I really didn't know what to expect because they had just come off their win against Illinois, you know, a very good Illinois team, and Garza is just an absolute handful as he proved, but. Yeah, man. it's just hard to figure out why this team plays so much better at home. That's it's frustrating. Just, it's just head scratching. I mean, yeah, I know it's an intimidating place for other teams to play. I mean, I think it's the I'm biased, but I think it's the hardest place to play in the country. But mm-hmm. still, it's just like, man, how can the spectrum be so right opposite? It's but very- I saw some people in the boards talking about how part of it might be that. This is the they know Purdue doesn't really practice with. So when we're going to an opposing uh, arena, we don't practice with the types of balls that they have because it may be like an Adidas ball or an Under Armour sure. ball in the case mm-hmm. of Maryland. I've heard people say that they don't, we don't practice with them. And like, 
I mean, yeah, that has something to do with probably a little bit to do with it, but, but that, wouldn't every team face that challenge? Right. I, so I think maybe some teams maybe get those in advance and are uh-huh. using them in practice. And supposedly we don't, but I don't know how true that was. It was a message yeah. board comment. So only, the, you know, we all knew only the truth. I wonder if that, yeah, because I wonder if that's a, like a, a rep thing, because you got to think if, if Matt Painter's a pretty smart coach and you got to yeah, think, if, you know, at Wisconsin, they play with those Under Armour balls and, you got to think if they can get those in advance, they're going to get those in advance. I just, right. that just wouldn't make sense not to. So I don't, yeah. that's, that's an interesting point though. I've never thought about that. Yeah. I said, I read that the other day. I was like, Oh, that's, I mean, I remember playing basketball and, you know, going to a, an opposing you know team's court and they had maybe a different, you know, style of basketball or, you know, you know, whatever it was. And it felt different and your shot does feel a little sure. off sometimes. And, but so you got to get used to different rims. Some are tighter mm-hmm. and some are looser. And backgrounds. But, but the, this is an interesting point because you look at like college football, the, you don't have that problem because you take no. your own football. Yeah, you take your own. Even their special yeah. team balls. I mean, mm-hmm. you got your own, so your guys are used to them. Yeah. Um, you know, you got your Nike, your Under Armour, your Adidas. I think that's it anymore. Um, I don't think there's any other no Puma footballs. <laughs> no Puma, but there could be like a. There could be a Russell. Yeah. Now, I think some maybe of the smaller like a Reebok, maybe, maybe, like a Reebok yeah. maybe. But uh yeah, that's interesting, interesting uh, point you brought mm-hmm. up. But um yeah, it's always fun to beat Iowa. It's fun to see Fran get uh, frantic and in the meltdown. But uh, what was nuts to me and Andrew and I were talking about after the game was like eight minutes. I think they just gave up. Exactly. Like, they, they just like stopped running back. Yeah. Like, yeah I, was, I think Iowa has that problem for as good yeah. as they are. I don't think they're going to win the big 10 because at times nope. their defense, they're just not a good defensive team at yeah. times. They're very talented on offense, but I, I agree. I think their mentality is just, they get down in the hole and they give up. It mm-hmm. just, that's why I don't know if they can make a deep run in, in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it, they're too talented not to right. be right there in the mix for the big 10, but, uh, this didn't help their chances. Um, no, which I don't care. No, what's um, crazy is we're six and six, and we're only two and a half back from the Big Ten. Which is just, you know, my goal at start of the year was to keep the double buy streak going. Um, still going to be difficult to get in the yeah. top four, but hey, hey, and it's, Penn State beat Michigan State at Michigan State. Yep. I thought that was going to happen, but they're coming into Mackey next Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad we don't have to go there, and that's going to be another tough battle. I mean, mm-hmm. they're all going to be tough from here on out, but I don't think there's any of them you look at and say that game's not gettable either. So yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's I kind mean, of it's, there's no guaranteed win, but there's really no guaranteed loss yeah. like there are in some years. Yep. So, but there's a big one coming up Saturday. It's a bit. Indiana or Indiana, geez. Purdue heads down to Indiana to face their arch rival, the Indiana Hoosiers, who had this week off. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're coming off uh, loss, two losses last week. Um, I think they've got three straight losses. They now. do have three straight losses. Uh, lost to Maryland at home, and they lost. Who beat them last week? They lost at Ohio State over the weekend. Right. Did they go to Penn State? Yes, you're right. Yep, yeah. to Penn State. So they got the week off. You know they're going to be fired up. The crowd's going to be pumped up. I mean, Purdue's won eight of the last ten in this series. Um, four of the last five down in Bloomington. IU's last win against Purdue came in to, uh, February 20th, I believe was the date, 2016. Yep. So come Saturday, that'll mark 1,449 days since IU has beat 
In that game, people remember there was a controversial goaltend yep. call on AJ. Now, Hammond, now it can I, get reviewed. Yeah. So with the rules today. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know uh, the the Boilers do lead the all time series one twenty to eighty nine. Mm-hmm. Like like I said, they've had a lot of recent success. Right. In down in Bloomington, which is crazy because growing up, it's always a split. <laughs> It was always Hopefully. a split. Hopefully or if, split, if they yeah. played once, it was, it was down Bloomington. It was an IU win. I, yeah. I honestly didn't remember uh, Purdue win down there until um, 09. Yep. And that and was when they were not good. decimated. <laughs> decimated uh, from sanctions. Purdue won um, down there in 09. That was like a three-point win, wasn't it, too? Yeah, it was Robbie Hummel hit one yeah. late, and Verdell Jones had it go yeah. in front of the rim from half court. That would have <laughs> extended overtime. Yeah, they won in two thousand and um, uh, or won in two thousand ten. It was the oh nine ten season, I should say. Gotcha. Yeah, because um, we didn't play down there in oh eight oh nine. Um, then we beat them in two thousand ten eleven. That was my only trip for to see Purdue play at Assembly Hall. That was a game we won by seven or eight, but we never trailed. But it was still mm-hmm. scary because Jawan got in foul trouble real early, mm-hmm. of course. And Shout then, out. then IU won four straight in the series. Um, they swept them in uh, 2011, 2012, and 2012, 2013. And then, uh, besides the 2016 match, Purdue's won yeah. all of them since. So, yeah, it's uh, they definitely have the bragging rights. Um, we have the bragging rights as of uh, late, but mm-hmm. don't try to bring that up to any Indiana fans because they're. <laughs> At least the ones around our age are going to talk about dusty banners that they weren't even alive for, um, being the last one in 1987. But yep. uh, it's always a fun game. But it's also my le- playing at Indiana and basketball is my least favorite sporting event for any of my teams. Absolutely, hundred percent. Not even close. Not even a close second. <laughs> I will nope. play Notre Dame in football. I think that's probably before. my second, though. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just because. Didn't see a whole lot. It was just more of like, man, that chance of winning. But I'd rather I, I take the, I like that feeling better than man. I do not want to go down there and lose, sort of thing. Sure. So, like, so I think it's more. But yeah, it's playing them down there is awful. But on the flip side, I love when they come to Mackey because I yeah. love. Yeah. It, I mean, it's just it's for both teams. It's just the environment. You know, there's the yep. you know a lot of the fans. <clears throat> probably grew grew up around the campuses or the teams and they've got family members who either went to one school or maybe there's, you know, they houses divided, you know, spouses, brothers, sisters, houses divided, you know, friends have gone to different places and it's uh just makes it, I think it's definitely more for the fans and as the players, but I mean, you got someone like painter who's lived through it and played in it and he understands. And that's why like he's able to kind of relate to the guys and just how important this game means to people. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a fun rivalry, but it's it's one you just don't want to lose, and nope. uh, it'll be interesting. Um, see the reaction Matt Harms gets after <laughs> last year, after getting uh, Fu Harms chance at him, and then getting the winning game winning tip in. Yeah, it'll be interesting, uh, especially with the J- uh, Jalen Smith stuff with Maryland a few weeks ago. It'll just be mm-hmm. interesting to see what behavior the crowd's on. Um. And you know, there's rumors going around that Bob Knight might make his first appearance since he's been since he uh, since 2000 since he was fired as Indiana coach. There's a rumor him and Gene are both going to be at the game because they're going to be at the Indiana Pacer game later on Saturday night. Getting mm-hmm. uh, getting uh, I don't know. 
I knew they might be the pacer game, but yeah. I don't know what they were. I thought yeah, I don't know what they're, they're getting something, but no. uh, I don't know. I feel like uh, Bob always lets the rumor swirl and then he doesn't show up. I mean, he was rumored to be at the Ohio State game, mm-hmm. didn't do it. He actually went to a Marion University game instead. He's popped up at different high school events around Bloomington, he's popped up at an Indiana State basketball practice, different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's been back to Mackey as mm-hmm. a uh, commentator. Uh, back in 08 or 09 against Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can definitely see Gene going. I mean, that's nothing. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. It'll be interesting. And um, I think Dick Vitale's on the call Saturday. It's a 2 o'clock ESPN game. We already know if Knight's there or not. If he's there, it's going to make 100 times worse. But if he's not, he's going to talk about the gym, general Robert Montgomery Knight, and he's got to talk about how IU and Kentucky should be playing every year. He's not even going to talk about the game. So I might have to put it on mute and put it on 95.7 and listen to Rob Blackman and uh, Cliz because, yeah, and Ralph Turner because I don't know if I can. Heck, I I'd rather listen to freaking Don Fisher. I mean, he's actually not a bad announcer. I've had to listen to some games that way before, but yeah, I'd rather listen to either those, either radio stations compared to. Yeah, I'm not a Dick Vitale fan. He should have retired nope. a decade ago. And they just kind of keep him on for nostalgia purposes, I think. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do a ton of games anymore, but no. I'm, I'm surprised they don't. You know, I haven't seen it 100% confirmed. I've just kind of read on the boards because I do know Duke and North Carolina play at 6 o'clock Saturday. That just seems like a game he does. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, uh, we'll see. But uh, that's probably game day, I'm guessing. It's got to be. Carolinas, so they're, wearing, they're wearing retro kind of throat. I mean, it, I guess you call them retro. They just, they're just they just jerseys with their logo um, Who on is? large. Uh, North Carolina Duke. They're both, oh. they're both wearing special jerseys. just has their um, – their logo across the oh. chest, just very big, uh, just enlarged, I guess. It'd be cool oh. if we did that, like with the, the P or something. Yeah. Like I, jersey. Be, you know, I, I would love one more extra jersey. You know, even mm-hmm. another retro one would be cool, like a Brian yeah. Cardinal era, like Ooh, a gold awesome. or something. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. But Duke, Duke's wore a few different jersey combinations. I love their dark blue, like with the, uh, I don't know what font that is, but. Yeah. I like those a lot. It's like almost an old English font. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. So, but uh, how, what's your confidence level going into Saturday? <laughs> I, I mean, I feel better than I did last week. I, did, I feel better. I guess, this, yeah, I, I feel a little better. Wins, but, but I'm just kind of nervous because we're, we're due to go down there and get smacked. Oh, absolutely. That's exactly I mean, what it is. It's been it's, a while. You know, we've won down there three straight years. You know, Archie hasn't beaten Painter. No. Nope. Um, you know, this team, obviously, they've gotten better each each year of his of his short tenure so far um they you know were not the team that we were the last three years you know where we were an offensive juggernaut and still pretty good defensively um much like you know we have the road woes that we've had all year where we just don't show up for the for the first 25 minutes and decide to play basketball but then we're digging ourselves out of a double digit large double digit hole um they're kind of like us where they, you know, they feed off the crowd and obviously that crowd's going to be, you know, primed in a great environment. Um, it's, it's, yeah. it's a game they can't afford to lose really. No, they can't. They no. lose this one. They're slide real close back to the bubble. In my opinion, yeah, I think they have another home game. Um, after I think they, I can't, I think they play Iowa next after that. Yeah, I think so. I think it's Michigan a, state, but I'll check. I thought I heard some on the radio where they, they, they've got a two game home stand Purdue and Iowa. I thought, and, I get just like oh, you're you know, right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, pretty. They can't afford to go zero and two. Um, Heck, they and, don't even play Michigan State again. Yeah, that's disappointing. They go to Michigan after Iowa. Uh, okay, 
Their remaining schedules, uh, Purdue at home, Iowa at home, at Michigan, at Minnesota, Penn State at home, at Purdue, at Illinois, Minnesota at home, Wisconsin at home. Yeah, they've got a tough schedule. Yeah. I know uh, well, every 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 yeah. game is tough in the Big Ten this year, more so than any other year I can remember. Yeah, but it's I don't I, I definitely feel better because I'm hoping. Okay, you had you know um, the road running at, at Northwestern where we kind of overcame you know a, a little deficit. You know, went on eleven to run to end the game. Had two big threes, which is something that we just haven't been able to do on the road to end the game. You come back with this you know offensive explosion against Iowa. I'm um, hoping that some of that kind of just carries over. So we can, we can hit shots and I, I feel good. Cause I think our defense is going to be mm-hmm. there. Um, I use not really a, a three point shooting team, which I said, I'm probably going to hit. Still hit some to begin the game. Fin- oh, yeah. uh, fantasy um, always seems to hit two or three to start the game. It seems like yep. it cools off. Well, I shouldn't even said cools off. <laughs> I go for like 30. <laughs> the matchup um, will be interesting. Who do you think no gel takes? I don't. I mean, he might take fantasy. I, I don't. I don't know. Because um, yeah. I feel like he's gonna take whoever gets hot. Yeah, I was thinking maybe he might Green's take Smith because Smith is like a four, but he plays a yeah. three. Yeah, and they're you know similar body types. I Who's think Drew Guard then? Uh, he probably drunk. Yeah, but Williams on. Eh, he's probably got a guard. Jackson I mean, Davis. do you want do you want Boudreaux or Williams yeah, on TJD? Yeah, he's gonna yes. he's gonna take. He's a good player. He's gonna take whoever. when Harms is in. Harms has to be on him. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but no, that's gonna be some interesting matchups because IU plays a lot of guys. I think they yeah. almost play too many guys because mm-hmm. there's a couple that only get like two or three minute minutes. Um, you got Anderson, Franklin, Race Johnson, Hunter Green, mm-hmm. all off the bench. Um, Actually, it'd be kind of cool to see if uh if when Thompson and Franklin are in, if they guard each other because yeah. they're best friends, it'd be kind of yeah cool just for the story. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know who guards finish. I, f- I feel like Hunter might start off on Finnessy just because of size. I mean, it might may very well be no gel just to kind of maybe get the disruption going and start the game, which I'm fine with. But that, that was I was wondering who because I'm not sure because what this last game we started Hunter, no gel, Sasha, Boudreaux, and Williams, right? That's been the to, last two. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out who Sasha is going to guard. Wait. The- or no, Proc- Proctor started at Proctor start. I don't know okay. last night. I missed the starting introductions. I feel yeah. I don't know. So, I'm trying to who's who Sasha might guard. I'm guessing probably a I have no idea. It's, it's gonna be interesting. Um yeah. I think I think the biggest key for Purdue hang in their first ten minutes. You Keep IU off the free throw line, which is gonna be Damn near impossible, but it is. And you know, Williams and Harms, one of them's gonna be in foul trouble quick, if not both. Um yep. because they both do foul a lot, unfortunately. Yep. Um usually dumb fouls too. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one. It's mm-hmm. gonna be an interesting one. I mean not I'm looking, looking forward, forward to it, but I'm not looking forward not. to it at the same time. Um well, let's go ahead and uh, predict the uh, Big Ten games right. for the weekend. Um, before we get into a few a little football news, no Big Ten games tonight, so I was kind of disappointed. Yeah, just for Thursday. But we got a big one tomorrow night. This is for the lead in the conference. Eight o'clock, uh, uh, Fox Sports One game. Number nine Maryland at number twenty Illinois. Maryland beat Illinois earlier this year, but Illinois was up about twenty on them, choked, and then Cowan hit one from like outside the arena. Yeah. Um. So yeah, um, 
What have we got? I'm going to take Illinois. I think they get Maryland. Revenge. Really? <laughs> yeah. I just kind of, we've talked about, I don't believe in Maryland. I don't know. I, don't I know. think they're very talented, but I'm not, yeah. a, I'm not a Turgeon fan, but I don't, I don't know. I just, uh, Maryland got a good win over at Rutgers. Illinois, this is their only game this week. It's going to be a close one. Illinois plays close games with every team except mm-hmm. Purdue. They shellac Purdue mm-hmm. twice, and I don't know why. I mean, it was just a good matchup for Illinois, I guess, and the yep. way they, they play, they had a great game plan against Purdue. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Maryland. Um, maybe, maybe I'm because um, I'm hoping Maryland wins. <laughs> I, I don't really like them either, but just <coughs> one of our good friends being an Illinois fan, I, you know, I've come to accept that they're going to make the tournament and be a mm-hmm. good Big Ten tournament seed. But I, I don't want to stomach them winning the conference. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Saturday, we got four games, um, a couple rivalry games. Number 16, Michigan State, coming off back-to-back losses. They lost at Wisconsin without Kobe King and Brad Davison. Then they lost at home, yep, to Penn State. They're at Michigan, a team that really needs a win because they're reeling at 13-9. and nine. That's mm-hmm. a Fox noon game. I have no spread on this game yet. I think Michigan State wins it pretty easily. They won the first matchup pretty easily. Yeah. I agree. I just can't see them losing three straight. Yeah. I just I don't remember the last time they've lost three straight. Yeah. I or three straight remember. conference games. And Michigan is just not good right now. No. So not really sure what to think of them. No, they're not. Um, then the game we've been talking about for the last several minutes, uh, 13 and 10, Purdue Boilermakers at the 15 and 7, Indiana Hoosiers. Purdue 2 and 6 on the road, but on a two game win streak. Indiana's 12 and 2 at home with their losses coming to Arkansas and Maryland, but they've lost three straight. Previous matchup last year on February 19th, Purdue won at Assembly Hall 48 46, the Matt Harms tipping game. That was an ugly game. Who you got? I'm going to go with my heart. Over my head. <laughs> Purdue wins a uh, one possession game. And I uh, uh, I hate it. So the last couple of years it's all been like one possession to our type games. I'm trying to think. We had last year was a harms tip in the year before. I'm thinking down there at least. Mm-hmm. I think the year before. The year before was a big Carson dunk. I don't think it was a yeah. one possession game, but it was under ten points, I think. Yeah. The year before that was the blarge between Biggie and God. Thomas Bryant. Yeah. Something always happens, but yeah, I think I think it's pretty low scoring, like a 55-52 type game. Both teams are pretty good at defense. The other team really shoots really pretty doesn't shoot the ball very well on the road. I use not really a shooting team right now. But for whatever reason they decide to not get the ball to Trace Jackson Davis all the time, which I don't know why they don't just do it every single time. But let's see. I'm looking up the score. Um, it was 74 67 in 2018, hmm. seven point game. And the year before was 69 64, the large game. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this will be the first time since 2015 that neither Purdue or Indiana has been ranked. When they played, right? Because they were ranked last year, kind of they were on a losing streak, but they were still ranked at the time when they came in the Mackey first. Yeah, they were ranked 25th at Mackey last year. Mm-hmm. Purdue was ranked 15th at Bloomington. 
In 2018, down Bloomington, Purdue was ranked third. Oh, man, that was fun. Um, in 2017, Purdue was ranked 16th both times. In 2016, Purdue was ranked 17. Indiana was ranked 22. Mm-hmm. And then 2015, for the Bloomington matchup, neither team was ranked. The first time in Mackey, uh, Indiana was ranked 22nd. Hmm. And neither team was ranked 2014. And then you go back to 2013, 2012, Indiana was ranked 20th both times, 2012. They were ranked 13th and 1 in 2013. Those weren't fun games. And then the years prior to that, 2009, 10, and 11, Purdue was ranked 21st, 7th, 6th, 12th, and 8th. Indiana was not ranked at all. And then and then in 2008, 2008 this will be the last one I read, uh, Purdue and Indiana were ranked uh, 15th and 14th. That was Calvin Sampson's last game, I believe, hmm. as uh, Indiana's head coach. So rarely have these two teams in the last decade been Dang ranked. It, yeah. A little over the last decade, been mm-hmm. ranked at the same time. So, yep. And for anybody watching on Twitter or Facebook, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to uh, join in. We'll put them up on the screen and talk about them. So, uh, oh, we got more games to right, uh, yeah. predict. I've completed out there. Minnesota at number 22, Penn State at four o'clock on Saturday. I think Penn State wins this one double digits, I think, probably by 12, I would say. And- Minnesota looked good last night against Wisconsin, mm-hmm. um, but I, I this Penn State team's for real. I didn't think they were going to be this year, and they've proved me wrong. So, was it Lamar Stevens already has two thousand points? Mm-hmm. Yep. Then Nebraska at number seventeen, Iowa. Iowa hoping for a bounce back game after getting killed by Purdue last night, and Nebraska beat them earlier this year at Nebraska. I think Iowa bounces back. I think it's a pretty close game though for some reason. Yeah. I think Iowa I wins pretty easily, but. If not, well, Hawkeyes might uh, have reason to worry. They got two games on Sunday. A uh, big game for both these teams. Number fifteen or number fifteen, fifteen and seven. Ohio State coming off a big win at Michigan earlier this week. At thirteen and ten, Wisconsin. This is a CBS one o'clock Sunday game. This is a tough one. It is. Earlier this yeah. week on a podcast I do on Mondays, I had Ohio State going on two this week, so they already put really? on winning that Michigan. The ESPN predictor is fifty one percent in favor yeah. of Wisconsin. Probably just because of the home. Team. Right. I just look at their what Michigan Ohio State. Wisconsin's going won, through some distractions with Kobe yeah. King off the team, and now with their strength coach getting fired or let go today. It's true. Who knows if Greg Gard's next? I don't know. I'm going to pick Ohio State. I'm with you. I think it's a close one, but I think Ohio yeah, State is done. I think it's a real close one. And they kind of start locking themselves in for the tournament. So. Mm-hmm. And then your Sunday nighter, 630 BTN, Northwestern at Rutgers. I think Rutgers wins pretty easily. Yeah, me too. The he, rack. The rack where they haven't lost. Yep. So. All right, you want to switch some gears to the gridiron? Let's do it. Football, not a ton to hit on, but yesterday was the late signing day period. Uh, Purdue was quiet all day yesterday, didn't have any signees. Um, unfortunately, Malik Hornsby, the four-star quarterback from Texas, they were in on, committed, or signed with Arkansas, but wasn't a real surprise. I mean, no. 
as if you follow along with recruiting at all or listen to our podcast or watch our podcast, we've talked about how he's made comments about not liking cold weather. So that kind of was a big strike against Purdue to begin with. And mm-hmm. then the familiar um, being familiar with uh, Arkansas's offensive coordinator, Bryles made a lot right. of sense. So yeah, unfortunately, um, but um, yeah, the Purdue uh, recruiting class still was re- really well ranked uh, for a, uh, the three big sites, 24-7, who CBSSports.com uses. <coughs> Purdue is ranked uh, 33rd ne- uh, nationally, is 7th in the Big Ten. Rivals had them 29th, 6th uh, in the Big Ten. And ESPN had them 28th, 6th in the Big Ten. I have that wrong down on the <laughs> 28th. I put 29. Uh, so pretty good. Um, third in the West yeah. for all those uh, behind uh, Nebraska and Wisconsin. But just behind Wisconsin, all three of them. So really, mm-hmm. yeah. Ohio State was top five. Then Michigan was just outside the top ten. Mm-hmm. Then you Penn State, I think, might have been top ten. And then you had uh, Nebraska, Wisconsin, then usually Purdue. One of them had Maryland at six and Purdue mm-hmm. seven. But um, but yeah, I think I mean I mean I think Purdue got a lot of good players in this class. Of course, a lot of them signed back in December and a good handful are already on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe the conditioning started today, today mm-hmm. or yesterday. Um, I think it was, yes, it was yesterday. Produce football's Instagram. So it's uh, getting that time. I mean, spring game less than two months away on April mm-hmm. 4th. Um, season ticket renewals are going on right now. Um, a lot to be excited for. Absolutely. Um, but uh, I, I don't think Purdue's going to end up getting a grad transfer quarterback. I don't think so either. I'm more about going to get a grad transfer lineman. That's yeah. what, that's what I would, I'd really like to have. I would too. Um, even but, a linebacker. I kind of yeah. like a linebacker. But, uh, yeah, every quarterback I've read is going places. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, what, Chase Bryce? Is that his name? Yep, Duke. Yeah, it was Duke. Mm-hmm. It was stayed in the ACC, which was interesting. Um, you had a uh, kid from Stanford, Costello mm-hmm. or whatever, went to mm-hmm. Mississippi State to be with Mike Leach. Rogers from TCU that he was kind of rumored to maybe pretty be interested. He went to UNLV, which was kind of a head scratcher. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was others. King from Houston went to Miami, Florida. Um, but then, yeah, so I don't know who's available, but I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fine with, uh, rolling with Plummer. Jack or- Plummer and Aiden O'Connell. Let them yeah. battle it out. Um, I'm down with it too. Uh, Plummer was introduced at halftime as one of the student athletes that was introduced for academics oh, cool. last night. He looked to be walking okay, maybe a slight limp a little bit with mm-hmm. his foot. So it'll be interesting to see how much he participates in mm-hmm. the spring ball. But uh, much. But Jeff Brom uh, was on a Rivals show uh, <coughs> yesterday talking about. I think it was yesterday talking about the recruiting class, and mm-hmm. he talked about Michael Limo was one of the. Um, Guys, he brought up. So mm-hmm. I still think he redshirts this year, but yeah, I think uh, you just have to. And then especially because he's not if coming in, yeah, he's not on campus right now. Right, but uh, man, I, I just I almost drool when I look at the depth of wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, just yeah, it's... they're not going to keep them all over their four year career. Yeah, no way. Yeah. Um, Which we know one's probably going to leave at the end of the year. Yes, yes. Rondell Moore stays healthy. Yeah. You got to think he's gone. Yeah. But, I mean, you got Rondell, you got David Bell, you got uh, Jared Sparks, you got Jackson Anthrop, you got Milton Wright, 
Ahmad Anderson, who I always forget, and he's a bulldog. <laughs> then you got TJ Sheffield, who didn't play. Mm-hmm. Um, Marshawn Rice. Marshawn Rice, who didn't play. Malik Carr, Marcellus Moore, um, Sullivan. Sullivan. Yeah. And then, um, oh, I, I can't pronounce his name. He got bumped up to uh, a Yeah. Abdul Rahman uh, yep. Yassin. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I mean, my Abdul Rahman Yassin. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Goodness gracious, man. Yeah. I mean, I know you got to get the ball to him and have time to throw. Mm-hmm. Know with the line, but then that's, that, that's why I'm worried. I feel like I mean we're getting these high rank class, but I'd like to see let's do that some with some linemen. I mean, skill players hard. are great. Yeah, yeah, it's so hard, especially when you're in the same division as Wisconsin and Nebraska, yep. where or even Minnesota, where the you know linemen Tiller used to take athletic tight ends and convert them into linemen. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, Purdue's kind of always been good when they're creative, and mm-hmm. we've got a creative head coach. That's for sure. <laughs> Yep, and uh, tight end, you got Payne Durham coming back, sophomore mm-hmm. and you got two retro freshmen that they're high on, uh, Kyle Billadell and um, Garrett Miller. Mm-hmm. Then um, the running back, I'm excited about the potential of the running yeah. backs. King Doru finished the uh, season strong. So did Xander Horvath. Mm-hmm. You got Ty- Tyreek uh, Murphy Jr. He's about the most uh, hyped-up Purdue yeah. running back recruit I can remember, at least since, since Al Tarek McBurst. That one didn't turn out too well. No. And then you also got um, – Oh, why am I slipping on his name? Number five. Oh yeah, uh, Juwan Hewitt. Yep, thank you, Hewitt. And then you got Juwan, Juwan, Alfred yeah. uh, Armour, the fullback. So mm-hmm. good, stable running backs for Coach Barkley to work with. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I was just looking at the projected uh, depth chart on defense. I mean, linebacker worries me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But besides that. Yeah. With Neal's return, that defensive line's beefed up right there. And then even the secondary could have a bunch of experience. Yeah, Howard's got a protected starter as a JUCO, mm-hmm. which might take him a little time to get used to the play. But other than that, all the other guys have experience back there. So, Who's the other um, end projected besides George? Well, What's I'm going to look it up because I don't want him to speak um, – because he did project a four-three defensive, even though Diaco ran a three-four. Let's see here. Let's see if this is easy to find. Who had the personnel to run a three-four? In my opinion, but yeah. Um, let's see here. Come on. Um, I think it was a returning, it's a returning player. I don't know why I'm blanking. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> what does Eddie Watkins play? Is he is he a DT? Who's that? Watkins. Watkins? Why am I not even? Or am I just come up with just a random name? <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't remember Eddie Watkins, but uh, I. I cannot find the stinking thread in the in the. Oh, oh there sorry. it is! Wow, I'm dumb. Eddie Watkins is a recruit. That's why I forgot to bring in the brain. <laughs> okay, I I got it up there now. Yeah, finally, um, took me forever, but I apologize to everybody. Uh, let's see here. Now my computer's got to take forever. Uh, oh my God, Derek Barnes. Oh, duh. Yep, yep. So uh, the projected defensive stars are Derek Barnes at the end, Renzo Neal. Anthony Watts at tackles. That's George Coloftis at the other Watts. end. Watts, not Watkins. Uh, not close then. 
Jalen Alexander, Demarcus Mitchell, who's a uh, junior college transfer, and uh, Kali uh, Saunders are all projected mm-hmm. linebackers. Then at corner, you got Corey Trice and uh, Giovante Howard, who I mentioned is uh, Juco. And then safeties, you got Graham and Cam Allen. And then possibly if we still run that, um, like Elijah Ball, he's kind of that nickel. Was it? Did he run that? What's his position? He kind of moved to linebacker, but it's not. Yeah, Elijah Ball is. Uh, he's he's listed as a backup linebacker. Okay. So is Jacob Wahlberg and uh, Smithy uh, Faka. Yep. Yeah, Nailed it. Number ninety-seven. So. Nailed it. And then I guess why I'm here, we'll just bring up the offensive one. You got a. Uh, your starting wide receivers, uh, Rondell Moore, Milton Wright, and David Bell with Sparks, Ahmad Anderson, and Jackson Anthrop as backups. Grant Herman's left tackle, Cam Craig, left guard, Will Bramel, starting center, Victor Beach, right guard, Eric Miller, right tackle, Payne Durham, tight end, King Doru, wide, or running back, and he has Cactus Jack Plummer at quarterback. That's who I think. At least, I don't think he's going to play in spring game. I don't really see why he would, unless he just somehow gets way better. But I think he's day one starter. Yeah. Come fall camp. And then, well, special teams, J.D. Dellinger, kicker, Zach Collins, punter, and kicker turners got Rondell Moore and Jackson Anthrop, and punt return Rondell Moore, Jackson Anthrop mm-hmm. behind him. I would like to see Marcellus Moore. I would like him in place of Rondell Moore. I mean, I, I you can have Rondell there for kicks, punt. I yeah, I agree. I agree, hundred uh, percent. Not only do you not want him to re-injure himself, he struggled at returning yeah. punts. Remember the Nevada game last year? I mean, yep. he no thanks. Tried to make no. plays, you know. Yeah. So, but Marcellus Moore's ridiculous speed. I mean, yeah. the guy in the Arkansas Invitational, he uh, had the was it the eighth fastest sixty meter time in school history as a guy who should be a senior in high school right now. Should be getting ready for prom. Incredible. Yeah. So I'm 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 excited to see him play and how Jeff Brom can use him in the offense. So. I'm just picturing like an end around where he just, yep. just burns everybody. Or you know, you can have him and Rondell both doing end arounds and like fakes or I, yeah. I don't know, just hmm. crazy stuff. So uh, oh I'm thinking double reverse, hand it to uh give it to Marcellus, give it to Rondell, who flips it back to Plummer, and by that by the time Plummer gets the ball, Marcellus is already like forty yards. Or somebody's wide David yeah. Bell might be wide open downfield yeah. or Payne Durham or because it seems like the tight ends get open on the trick plays all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna miss watching Bryson Hopkins play. I'm gonna miss that guy. But. God, I hope he gets drafted by the Bears. <laughs> I would say the Broncos, but they're tight and heavy. So no, but they yeah. do love they love big two tight ends. So yeah. I wouldn't put it past them. Um any other closing thoughts? I hate this game on Saturday. I just can't stress that enough. Uh, Couple in the fact that I'm dating an IU grad, so that just the result it doesn't work out for me regardless of what. Yeah, I man. I, uh, you know, more. I give you props, man. I, uh, I'm not saying I couldn't date an IU fan or grad because I don't want to. You, know, you never know, but uh, it would be tough for this game. Yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> but you've, you've, had the upper hand. you've had yeah. the upper hand. So. The first one, and then ever since then, it's been all good guys. So yeah, hopefully Just it continues. Keep the train rolling. No pun hopefully intended. It continues. Uh, yeah, I don't really have any uh, anything else up. Uh, 
boiler up, hammer down, and beat those candy stripe wearing pant losers. P O T F H. Boiler up. Boiler up.